This is Rush to Reason. You are going to shut your damn yapper and listen for a change because I got you pegged, sweetheart. You want to take the easy way out because you're scared. And you're scared because if you try and fail, there's only you to blame. Let me break this down for you. Life is scary. Get used to it. There are no magical fixes. With your host, John Rush. My advice to you is to do what your parents did. Get a job, first. You haven't made everybody equal. You've made them the same, and there's a big difference. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it. You felt it your entire life, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. It is this feeling that has brought you to me. Are you crazy? Am I? Or am I so sane that you just blew your mind? It's Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. With your host, John Rush. Actually, it's Andy Pate, party of choice. And welcome to hour number two on Rush to Reason, KLZ 560. Shimei, are you having fun? I am. I that's, love it here. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you love it here. You, you, you had, Shimei had to step out for a phone call for a moment. Yeah, I had and, to give public comment for a school board real quick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Got to fight for your kids still, no matter what. Do school boards run in fear of you? Do they want the FBI <laughs> investigating you? You know, they have put me on list because of it. Yep, it depends on the school. <laughs> My gosh. I have kids at two different schools, two different school districts. So, yeah, it kind of tends to be a, a, a trend. Well, we're waiting here. We've got we got an interview who's going to be calling in, hopefully any moment here, Emma Waters from Heritage Foundation. Nice. And um, in the meantime, though, tell me about... You say you have kids in two different schools. Yeah, I have an older one who's in Cherry Creek School District, which I ran last year for school board. Okay. That was awful. I'm still going to the school board meetings. Um, you know, they are... They've push- gone total left. Oh, yeah. Total I mean, they're, they're pushing... I mean, the last one was about uh, DEI, which is Diver- Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Right. And it was so crazy how we have such low scores in, um, you know, just the core knowledge aspects of... of, of literacy, math, everything. And they're only caring about, you know, basically the gender ideology of of our students. And it's, we're at such a loss in these schools. And literally, um, a a parent, like, sized me up and tried to kick my butt at this last meeting. I was, was like, kind of scared to walk to my car. Well, yeah, I know you. You would have won. Just, uh, (laughs) okay, uh, really quick here. We now have, yes, do we have Emma? We have Emma Waters from the Heritage Foundation. Emma, how are you doing today? I I am doing great. How are you? Doing fantastic. Um, I got to ask you about the Respect for Marriage Act. Is that what it was? The Respect for Marriage yes. Act? Okay. Yes. What can, before we get into this, can you uh, just describe what it is? What does the Respect for Marriage Act entail? Yes. So the Respect for Marriage Act does two things. First, it explicitly repeals uh, the Defense of Marriage Act, which in our public law still states that marriage is between one man and one woman, and then it redefines marriage to be the union of any two individuals. So this is following in the footsteps of Obergefell and is attempting to legislatively then redefine marriage along those terms. Um, But what's really tricky in the bill is that they don't directly even define what marriage is. They simply say 
that marriage is whatever a state recognizes it to be as long as it's between two individuals. The the individual part kind of worries me because it's not adults. Like this can leave could that lead to like child brides or anything of that sort? This that's kind of scary to say individuals. Yeah. Yes, and that's where some of the major concerns have come in because the previous version of this misnamed Respect for Marriage Act didn't even specify that it had to be two individuals, which opened the door for polygamy and all sorts of perversions. And so you're very astute in pointing out that the use of individuals is in and of itself also very vague. So there's not an imminent concern that that could lead to a child bride situation or a minor um But it does open the door, especially if it says marriage is whatever a state recognizes marriage to be, which means that if the state of California wants to redefine marriage to include an individual who's 16 with any other individual, regardless of age, then there's going to be a major legal question as to whether other states then have to recognize that as a marriage And we know all of the concerns with coercion um, and other forms of abuse that could come from that. Wow. Now, Emma, I really love my car. Now, it's never actually gone to a romantic level, but I love my car. Do you think we have a future (laughs) maritally, my car and I? I (laughs) It just sounds to me like we have absolutely no limits whatsoever on marriage, which, by the way, a lot of people, they hear that and they say, great. Hey, it's freedom. Okay, you're letting people do what they want, you know, two consenting whatevers. At least it's it's not affecting my life. But here's my concern. What if you're a pastor, okay, and you are in a state that says, um, okay, th- that says this, that says marriage is between man and man, man and woman and man, woman and woman, man and woman, man and kid. It doesn't make any, you know, three women, two, you know, whatever. And the pastor if they are teaching the gospel, and I, by the way, my degree is in the ministry, just so you know. Just wanted to warn I didn't you, Emma. I realize that. Y- yes, it is. And if the pastor is teaching the Bible soundly, I'm sorry, but none of that conforms. The Bible is a handbook of moral absolutism. It is. Okay? We don't, we don't have jihad. We don't kill people if they don't agree with it. But we, we do believe in morally abs- moral absolutes. The bottom line is this. If the law erases moral absolutes and a pastor preaches moral absolutes, is the pastor violating the law, and what can they do to him? Yeah, so this is a great question. Um, And so this is what's so important to know, is that if the Respect for Marriage Act passes, and they're actually actively voting on it right now in the Senate as we speak, um, if it passes, none of the rights or benefits that are afforded to same-sex couples will change. Um, Those are all remaining the same and aren't actually under attack right now in our law or even when it comes to our insurance policies. What the Disrespect for Marriage Act does, though, is it strips the necessary protections for religious individuals as well as religious institutions. So it says that nothing in this bill um, requires anti-discrimination lawsuits to be um, pursued if you do hold to the traditional view of marriage between a man and a woman. But then it opens the door for, say, the IRS and its 87,000 new employees or another government agency or even an individual to then go and file a lawsuit. So the text of the bill does say that the actual solemnization of a wedding in a church, that a pastor will not be required 
um, to marry two individuals if it differs with their beliefs. And hopefully if they're in a church, they do hold, as you've mentioned, that marriage is between a man and a woman. But that is a very particular part of the entire process, right? So what happens if a gay couple wants to host their wedding reception at the church? Is the church, under the Respect for Marriage Act, legally required to allow them to host it or else be in violation of discrimination laws? Um, And then the major concern comes down to the tax-exempt status of churches, of religious nonprofits, Um, as well as any government grants or accreditation or licensure that these organizations rely on to function um, and to be able to provide their services in the community. And if the bill passes without, um, and and actually, so we did vote on all, the Senate voted on all three amendments, and all three amendments that would provide religious liberty protections have failed. So if it passes in the Senate as it is, then none of those protections for religious persons or nonprofits are in place. Well, that's terrible. That's terrifying. So basically what they can do is take away your tax-exempt status if you disagree with their definition of marriage. Emma, why is the government defining marriage? Yeah, that's that's my question. I mean, we vote on the government. I, I, I know I'm, I'm sounding a little crazy here. I always thought we voted on the government, you know, to protect us and to, like, you know, run the country not run our lives, run the country, you know, roads, bridges, marriages, and defining them doesn't seem to be in their purview. Yeah, well, and this is where it does become a government interest, because the government does have a role to play in protecting its citizens and promoting their flourishing. And so when it comes down to gay marriage as a question in and of itself, um, we might have lots of differing opinions, but the sure. part that really does matter is when it comes down to the well-being of our children. And if we know from social science, from the teachings of Scripture and beyond, that children who are raised in same-sex households do not fare as well emotionally, mentally, psychologically, even educationally, then it should matter to the government that its children, its future citizens, right, are being raised in environments where they can actually flourish and receive the protection and love and nurture from a mother and a father. And this is what's so crazy is that the GOP platform that they signed in 2016 actually affirms that every child has a right to a mother and a father. So the 12 uh, Senate Republicans who initially voted to move this forward by voting in accordance with the uh, Disrespect for Marriage Act, they're affirming that a child doesn't need a mother and a father, um, which goes against everything we know to be true. You need a mother and a father because you absolutely have to have a mother to undo all the damage we guys do. Okay, we, we're pretty messed up. I'm, t- I'm telling you what, I, I'm a guy. We are pretty messed up. We're scary people. I kind of wonder what this looks like in terms of uh, private education, you know, Christian schools, yeah. um, and how that affects... They'll be in violation, won't they, Emma? I mean, aren't they all right. going to be in... Look, if the state defines marriage in, a, in broad terms that are not absolutist, right, not absolutely tied to biology, which ours are tied to biology, okay, and then we define it on the narrow, on the narrow sense, doesn't that make us illegal? Aren't they basically making Christianity illegal? Isn't this one more step toward making Christianity illegal? So it's certainly a step in limiting um, a religious person's ability to practice their faith. That's absolutely right. Um, And so it's important to clarify that should the Respect for Marriage Act pass, it doesn't mean that these lawsuits 
um, are necessarily starting right away. And it doesn't mean that religious schools are illegal. But what it does mean is that if a man who's in a gay marriage applies to work at your local Catholic school, um, the Catholic school would then be in violation of this act if they turned him away, because that would be a form of discrimination, even though they're a religious institution with sincerely held beliefs about the nature of marriage, they would have to risk violating um, those anti-discrimination laws to turn him away. So that's where the major concern comes in, because then if they lose their tax exempt status, if they lose their accreditation, that threatens their very ability to exist as a Catholic school, as an institution, based on a difference in religious beliefs. Fantastic. Emma Waters, thank you. I know, uh, by the way, we had a hard time getting you scheduled in here, and I want to thank you so much for being so flexible with your schedule and being able to make it. Emma, how can people read more of your stuff? Okay. Um, If you go to theheritagefoundation.org and type in Emma Waters, you can see a full list of all of the articles I'm doing, as well as all the work we've done covering the Disrespect for Marriage Act broadly. Emma, thank you so much. We can have you back anytime. You're wonderful. That sounds great. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Take care. Folks, let's take a break. Uh, Doug on line one, uh, wait until after the break. We'll be right back with you. Until then, High Five Plumbing at High Five. The technicians are all top notch, but maybe their biggest strength is communication. They make you feel valued, really valued, like you're at the top of their list. Call High Five today at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. Winterizing your swamp cooler yourself sounds easy until you're actually on the roof trying to figure it out. Don't forego this essential winter checklist item. Call the experts at High Five Plumbing. Preparing your swamp cooler for winter is imperative to stave off mildew, mold, and rust that can build up over time with improper care. Properly winterizing your swamp cooler maximizes its life, so leave it to the professionals at High Five. The main issue that can arise from incorrectly winterizing your swamp cooler is burst or cracked pipes. In the summer, when you try to use it, you discover that it's broken or worse, that it caused devastating hidden water damage to your home. Don't skip this crucial winter prep. Call High Five Plumbing. Mention KLZ for a wave service call fee and a free tub of BioClean drain cleaner. Visit klzradio.com slash plumbing or call 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends in a high five. Solar Energy Partners, I'm getting it done. You can too. Call Alan at 303-378-7537 or you can find them at rushtreason.com. Imagine what having a $0 per month electricity bill would be like in retirement. As soon as you get solar installed with Alan Davis of Solar Energy Partners, you'll start saving on your power bill. The monthly cost for solar will never increase no matter how much energy you use. Owning solar is like having a net zero power bill that eventually turns into a monthly credit when you finish the monthly payments on the solar panels. What you save can give you extra money each month to use as you see fit. Installing solar used to be cost prohibitive, but not anymore. Just consider the amount of money you shell out every month on your power bill alone. The energy provider profits on that money because it isn't being invested. Investing your payments in solar means that money will actually serve a purpose. When you finish your payments, you won't have to pay for power anymore. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consultation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com slash sun.
Replace your windows this season without making sacrifices to your comfort. Relax knowing that even when your installation is scheduled during the winter, veteran windows and doors won't interrupt the functionality of your home. By installing one window at a time, they can contain temperature changes to one area of your home during the install by sealing off areas of the house where possible. Veteran windows and doors prioritize your standard of living now and in the future too. Every job is fully weatherproofed and flashed by your technician, going beyond what building codes require. So you never need to worry about the integrity of the insulation after the job is done. Replace your windows or doors this winter with veteran windows and doors and ensure your comfort during the install and in the future, too. Call 303-529-0270 now. That's 303-529-0720. This week is Colorado Gives Day, the biggest day of giving in our beautiful home state. But sadly, Colorado has become an abortion tourism state, and there's even a late-term abortion clinic opening here. Women are being persuaded to come here to end the life of their children. We're working harder than ever to deploy more stork buses and reach more women in unplanned pregnancies with a voice of hope, compassion, and empowerment. Our mission is nationwide, but when we look at the problem, it's truly right here in front of us. Your generosity right now will help Save the Stork support more pregnancy resource centers and launch more stork buses here in Colorado. Be part of this historic moment and give to Save the Storks right now at coloradogives.org. That's coloradogives.org and just look for Save the Storks to make your donation. Putting reason into your afternoon drive. This is John Rush. Welcome back to Rush Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Doug in Alt is on the line right now. Doug, thanks for waiting. And Doug, do you respect marriage? Absolutely. Good, me too. Whenever this topic has come up over the years, I uh, always like to remind people that the government violated the Constitution when they created or established an institution of religion, which uh, is marriage, and uh, Thank they you. did it in order. It, they did it in order to stop blacks and whites from marrying. And as despicable as that is, this current push is to further diminish any religious institution, uh, their input on society, and further establish government as a growing god. And that's all. You know, Doug, um, that, that's a really hard call for me because normally I have something that I can add. I have nothing to add to everything you said, but amen. Thank you. Amen. You were dead on. Thanks, Doug. All right, thanks. Bye. You, you bet. Online right now we have Cora Madison. Cora, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Andy? Doing well. Now, Cora is a physician's assistant. She's been on the show before. And, Cora, you were, you were going to talk about uh, some things you've seen with the vaccinated, the unvaccinated, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a physician assistant. I have 13 years of experience, mainly working in geriatric population. But over the past, you know, um, 12, 20 months, heck, it's been December of 2020 when I was first offered my first vaccine. So I guess we're going up on two years. Um, just really seeing the adverse effects of putting in toxins into our body and what long-term effects we're seeing. And actually, um, the ICANN network actually just got the CDC to release their data from the vSafe uh, database that they started using and collecting when they started giving the shots. And there's some interesting data coming out of this. Okay, hang on for a moment. Uh, are they releasing it fully? I mean, is this honest data? And I don't mean to sound conspiracy theorist, 
But the government has just, let's face it, they've been very, very limited in what they release. And there's been a lot of spin. Yeah. Do you think this is pretty accurate stuff? You know, for what's being released, and we can go over some of the numbers that they're releasing, sure. but uh, it's pretty, it's showing a lot of adverse reactions to this vaccine. So I'm actually surprised that wow. they're releasing it. Granted, it's been 24 months, right, since they started giving the vaccine, but they're finally starting to release it. They're probably hiding it. Not very many people will actually know it's out there. Because a lot of people know about the VAERS system, right. and then if you did get your vaccine, then you could have enrolled into a system. It was called the V-Safe, and they would text you after you got your vaccine, and, you know, they would kind of say, how are you feeling? You know, have you had a fever, a cold, runny nose, like arm soreness? They would kind of do the minimal symptoms on it, and then you could say yes or no, but um, from the data, they collected information on 10 million people wow um it's showing yeah that 3.3 million uh had adverse impacts wow. immediately after their first vaccine whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, is, you're telling me a third of those who got the vaccine had adverse impacts correct yeah wow so their 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 sample size which is massive is 10 million people uh, that 3.3 reported. Now, we always have to remember, as a healthcare professional, a lot of people think that we can read minds and we just automatically know what's happening to you. So you have to understand, like, okay, if 33% actually reported that they had some sort of adverse reaction to the vaccine, is it really more like 50% of people? And that could be anything from, you know, very mild, from arm swelling, soreness, achy arm, maybe a slight temperature increase. So it could be very mild symptoms to very severe. It doesn't, It on this report, it doesn't give us the specifics. Well, Cora, you make a really um, good point really quick here because I'll be honest, I'm one of these people who, unless it's a really severe reaction, I'm not going to say anything. I'll just tough it out and then, right. then I'll be fine. Yeah. So I would, fi I would yep. think that if, that if a third actually reported it, that you would probably have more who didn't. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's funny you say that, and I, I didn't want to attack you males, right? But, yeah, males are the ones that are like, oh, I, my, my arm's not sore, right? But girls, you females. You sexist. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, we, we tend to be the ones that complain a little bit more, right? Um, I see more females on a regular basis than I do males um, that will actually report something. And so, yeah, a lot of their data is a lot more female. So, like here, um, it's saying... Uh, 2.6 million, that 0 0.7, so 700,000 males reported adverse effects, we're only in 1.9 million. So that goes to our point of women are more likely to report than men. So well, it's a good thing. Say, it's a good thing that they do because you need the information. And as I think the Bible made very clear, you know, that God was only practicing when he made men. <laughs> It's a fact. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He perfected it when he made females. Yeah, you know, well, you know, we were the prototype that, you know, <laughs> bur burns up on reentry and didn't work out too well. And, you know, that's okay. But, yeah, go ahead. Hey, you got to start somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> totally fair. So, yeah. 3.3 uh, million reported an adverse effect. Like I said, that okay. could be very mild to more. So then if we take that 3.3 million down from the 10, 1.2 million reported that they, no, sorry, it's 1.2 of the 10 
also uh, reported that they were unable to perform their daily activities for a time after their vaccination, right? Wow. Like wow. You're not so 12%. able to clean your house. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay, that's pretty severe. Yep. And that's really now. By, by the severe. way, Cora, really quick here, you've been in the industry for a long time. That's mm-hmm. way high, isn't it, for a vaccine? Yes. yes. The worst um, that I had seen before was in like the sixty-five plus after the pneumococcal vaccine, and um, that's for to prevent pneumococcal pneumonia. A lot of times, I would see arm stiffness, soreness for you know two to three days, and a lot of people would spike a fever and really not feel well at, for about a week afterwards, but they could still do stuff. They just didn't necessarily feel well. I think that's the one that I've seen the worst effects with before this. Okay. All right. Well, what are you yeah. seeing between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated? Maybe in your office you just see people coming in being sick, but yeah. are you seeing any difference in how it is helped? I mean, Look, we just reeled off a bunch of stories in the first hour mm-hmm. about how basically the pure bloods, that's what we call the people who are unvaxxed, are basically saying, mm-hmm. look, I barely get sick. I have a really good, strong right. immune system, but my vaccinated friends and family just on average, of course, it's not absolute, but on average are just getting sick more often and worse. Are you seeing that, too, or are we imagining this? No, um, I definitely see. I think one thing, the pure bloods are looking for resources on how to maybe be a little bit more resourceful in like helping themselves also. Because they're not like, relying on know. a vaccine so well, that they are nurturing exactly. their immune system. And and I know for exactly. a fact, me, I'm not going to the doctor as, you know, I'm not picking yeah. up the call and, and reaching out and kind of I'm going to, you know nutrition and and going the yep. holistic way well i'm a man we just operate yeah. on ourselves yeah right <laughs> yeah. yeah i did brain no, surgery in myself last week we it, it hurt but i'm okay go ahead cora well and that's so um i went from working in a traditional internal medicine geriatric focused practice right very traditional right um disease management to roots medical where we really try and treat the underlying like if you start treating things and that's so with the pure bloods and kind of transitioning is one, yeah, we're not seeing people get as sick. I think people are like, hey, I think I should have prevention just in case, but they're not getting as sick. They're, we're not seeing the hospitalizations, right? And even with these co-infections, so right now we have RSV, we have pertussis, we have influenza, we've got COVID, you've got the regular cold viruses circulating, is I feel like people are rebounding faster because our immune systems have not been attacked. And like I think I've said 20 times today, spike protein is a toxin. And if you get this toxin via uh, infection, which you have, if you have not had the vaccine you're, and you've had COVID infection, um, you naturally have a quicker immune response. If you haven't had COVID, God bless you because you must be blessed, right? And it's a good thing. But um, your body is just going to naturally respond to it. And especially with Omicron, it's, it's a much less virulent strand, um, or it's a higher virulent, but it doesn't make you as sick, right? It gives you just the cold symptoms. Right. Compared to the people that I'm seeing that are vaccinated, your immune systems have been damaged. You have given yourself a toxin. And whether you're exposed to this toxin via infection or vaccine, buildup of toxins in your body is toxic and then you start seeing those effects right 
And so we're seeing that with all of these rampant infections. And then actually, I was sitting with a friend having dinner the other night, and she was telling me about all the toddlers and infants she knows um, that have been in the ER or hospital or NICU or ICUs from RSV, cold symptoms, like all these different infections. And her and I said, Aren't, isn't this interesting that these are all COVID babies? That one, they've either been exposed to the vaccine in the womb, right? Their moms got the vaccine when they were pregnant. Oh, or, yeah. God, God, God forbid, I hope none of them have actually had the COVID vaccine, but they are eligible, right? Six months or older, um, you're going to knock out their immune system and put a toxin in their bodies and make their bodies manufacture this toxin. Um, or maybe they are two or less. We have not exposed our toddlers and built their immune systems like they're supposed to do. Children have an innate immune system, and we have neglected God-given immunity over the past couple years, right? Yeah, I mean, doing hand sanitizer for everything, sanitizing. I mean, there's not good bacteria out there that they can just, like, roll in the dirt and just interact. Yeah, I'm seeing that. I have a 4-year-old, and I'm seeing that really, like, in, in the friend groups and stuff as well. Yeah. I know because my youngest is six years old and it's just really interesting to me like seeing how many kids are out every week from school because of illnesses and I'm like these are things that over the past two years they should have built up so that by the time they're in first grade they can actually go to school. I mean you know we just have to expose our kids so I think there's twofold we're exposing our bodies to a toxin that is having toxic effects on our bodies right like the long-term Um, vaccine injury stuff that we're dealing with um, on a regular basis in our office is horrifying. And I almost want to come out and cry with my patients that people are suffering. And we want you guys to know that we hear you. We believe you. If you know somebody who is suffering from long haul COVID, from vaccine injury, um, I'm going to do a little advertisement. Come and send them to Colorado Healthcare Providers for Freedom. We have a network of providers who believe you. Um, we want to help you keep the pure bloods nice and healthy and strong, but we also want to help people who maybe you've injured your immune system because how the vaccine works is when you get this injected into you, it has to suppress your immune system in order to get your own cells to start producing a foreign body, which is the spike protein. And so when you suppress your immune system, it is not good, right? And we're seeing that with the overall infections, with the hospitalization rates, um, with everything going on right now. I wish that we could be shocked or surprised by something, but these are consequences to our choices and our actions as a society. Cora, none of this has made sense. We're talking about a vaccine that even the CDC completely admits, not kind of, completely admits, this does not stop you from catching or spreading COVID. Okay? Right. It doesn't stop it. And yet, they no. they keep selling it. And I'm, you yeah. look, you've done this 13 years. When's the last time you saw a vaccine being pushed on people that admittedly doesn't stop them from catching or spreading the virus against which they're being vaccinated. When's the last time you've seen this? (laughs) Shingles. (laughs) You already have the virus in your body. It's just to to help you not have long-term sequelae from shingles. But if you get the COVID vaccine, 
Well, the other thing that we're seeing is it's increasing recurrent infections that you might already have in your body, right? Right. So a patient I was talking to today had a major um, shingles outbreak after he got the COVID vaccine. We're seeing reactivation of Epstein-Barr virus, of cytomegalovirus, of mono, those are monoviruses. We're seeing uh, recurrence of herpes viruses, shingles, like uh, all of these different viruses that have been latent in your or dormant in your system are reactivated uh, when you get this vaccine. So there's so much going on right now. It's very, it's very fascinating. I'm always doing research. Very interesting. Okay. I got one real quick question and then uh, Shemay's got a better one. So mine's quick. Just, you've been doing this 13 years. Um, Is this vaccine help at past the first couple months? Is it of any value at all for helping lower the, the the impact of COVID? I mean, is it any value at all after the first couple months? So I admittedly will say, I do think the vaccine helped to decrease hospitalizations and possibly death okay. with, with Alpha and Delta. So last fall, yeah. Yeah, um, but I'm talking, there, I'm they, talking today's ver- variants though. But today's variant with Omicron, there is a reason why there is not a cold vaccine. The virus mutates too fast, right? You do not need a vaccine for a runny nose, a stuffy nose, a mild cough that would should normally last you 7 to 14 days, right? You don't need a vaccine for that. We have an innate immune system that is God-given. It's worked for centuries. It's amazing that we're still alive, right? Um that you don't need a COVID vaccine for Omicron. You do not. And in, in fact, the studies for this bivalent COVID vaccine are not good. I, I don't know if we can post some resources, but the increase in side effects. I mean, heck, we were just talking about with the first vaccine that came out, the adverse side effects with this bivalent one, which you don't need a vaccine for Delta and Alpha. It is no longer in existence. Omicron is here, it morphs too fast, and if we continue to push these vaccines, this, this virus is going to continue to push past vaccine immunity, and it's going to become more troublesome, is the projection. Well, Cora, I've never and seen anything like this. Deadly. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. We have more boosters than we have flavors at Starbucks, okay? Yeah. There's a new one that comes well, out every few months. It's crazy, and you've got to get the next one, the next one, the next one. Look. At some point, you got to admit admit you're trying all these boosters because your main one sucks. Well, and from the data from the CDC, from the V-Safe, um, if you are 40 or under and you got the original vaccine, you are four, you are 20 times more likely to be hospitalized with the vaccine than you are from COVID. Wow. If you're 40 or older, you are four times more likely to be hospitalized with the vaccine than you are from COVID. And with Omicron, that that plummets your hospitalization oh, yeah. rate with the infection. Okay. So you're still at an 8% hospitalization risk, probably more with the vaccine, where you're less than 1% with the with the infection okay we just got a minute left here go ahead i just wanted to know a little bit about roots where is it located and do you see children is it only adults tell me a little bit more about that so roots medical we want to help you get down to the root cause of your concerns of your issues going on we have a 
pediatric nurse practitioner who's been practicing for over 15 years with us. So we'll see um, birth to death. Um, I have a geriatric preferability in like the 65 and older. And then Tracy has done hormones and thyroid for eight years, 10 years. And we are located in the tech center. Um, but we're able to do televisits all over the state for you. Okay, well, don't leave without telling us one more time how people can reach it. So just go to rootsmedical.net um, and look us up. Fantastic. Cora Madison, thank you so much for joining us. We'll have you back. Awesome. Thanks, Andy. You have bet. a great day. Have a great day. Boy, she knows her stuff, doesn't yeah. she? She is a Stats. fountain for days oh my gosh that was wonderful okay we got to move along though here we go affordable interest mortgage with kurt rogers home prices have dropped rates will keep rising in the short term so maybe you should buy now and refinance when rates drop again because they will call kurt rogers at 720-895-0500 or go to aimortgage.net thinking rates are too high to buy a home wish they were in the threes or fours well your wait is over take aim affordable interest mortgage with a 3-2-1 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913, with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720-895-0500. Three-to-one buy-downs available up to 95% loan-to-value. If you're thinking about home ownership, now may be the best time to purchase. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Own your new home and save thousands in payments. That's 720-895-0500. 80% LTV, 30-year fixed, 6.985% APR, 740 FICO, primary home, rates as of 1116, NMLS 298-191, and rates subject to change. Everyone is coming home for the holidays. It's the one time of year you get to see most of your family. So don't let your furnace ruin your time together. Get a furnace tune-up from Absolute Electrical Heating and Air now and find out what you're really depending on to last you through the season. When you're running your furnace every year without getting it looked at professionally, you can never be sure it will really last you through the winter. Don't risk facing the longest wait times for furnace repair during the busiest time of the year. Make sure your time is spent with family, not chasing down the repairman. For KLZ listeners only, Absolute is offering $59 furnace tune-ups. Ensure the comfort of the holidays with the confidence of Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Schedule your tune-up now. Call 720-526-0231. 720-526-0231. Or visit klzradio.com today. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. Group Insurance Analyst, do you know everything about insurance? If you don't, have GIA shop for you. Paul and I grow and his team will find you the best coverage for auto, home, health, life, and it doesn't cost extra. Just call Group Insurance Analyst at 303-423-0162 or you can find them at e-gia.com. Don't try to find the right Medicare plan alone. Call Group Insurance Analysts today for a free Medicare analysis before you accidentally enroll in the wrong plan. 
Group insurance analysts' team of Medicare specialists will do the research for you, creating an easy-to-read report tailored to your unique situation. Since GIA Insurance represents more than 20 Medicare companies, they will compare networks to find the right coverage at the best price for you. GIA will check to make sure your plan covers your specific meds and your doctor. Best of all, your comprehensive Medicare analysis with GIA costs you nothing. Set up a one-on-one meeting with a Medicare specialist who represents you, not the insurance company. Call the team at Group Insurance Analysts now for your complimentary Medicare analysis. 303-423-0162 or visit e-gia.com. Get more without paying more. When you don't have a strategy for your money, you're being reactive rather than proactive. Financial advisor Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial is your resource for financial preparation moving into 2023. With proprietary year-end planning, Al Smith recommends only changes that he feels are genuinely in your best interest. As a fiduciary, Al will move your financial future in the direction that is truly in your best interest. Get your financial ducks in a row before the new year with year-end planning from Golden Eagle Financial. By proactively working together, your resolutions aren't just fleeting thoughts anymore. They're expert-reviewed plans. Get a fresh look at your plan with Golden Eagle Financial, your source for year-end planning. Call now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor. You're listening to Rush to Reason, brought to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. And welcome back to Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush along with Shemay Navarro of... Don't Tread on May. Don't Tread on May. Okay, Shemay, I want to get back to thing something that we mentioned briefly, but yeah. we didn't spend time on. Tax-exempt status for churches. Yeah, I, I'm interested to hear your thought process. I'm a pastor's kid, so I have a I have some thoughts on it. Okay, but I, it might be deferring to yours. Well, uh, you know, a lot of people, even on the right, are very quick to throw this out and say, "Well, maybe we should just give that up and tell the churches to be tough." Get I know, by without that's your my... tax exempt status. And now, this <laughs> is what I this think. is I'm what sorry. really gets. Well, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> go after it. Okay. Because I don't think people understand why churches and charitable organizations have tax-exempt status. Okay. I'll get to it in a moment. But first of all, this status should not be threatened. It shouldn't be, do I agree with the government, how the government defines marriage? Gee, if I, decree, if I agree with the government, I should have tax-exempt status. No. Okay? Your tax-exempt status should not be dependent on whether you agree with the government on any issue. Yeah. But it seems that they use it in that manner. I mean... If you are a sick place that kills people and does terrible things, well, yeah, of course, you shouldn't even, you're just going to be in jail, so I don't care what status you have, okay? Here is the reason they have tax-exempt status. To all those out there who think churches should not have it. Yeah, tell me. Yeah. The reason they have it is because they do not have guaranteed profit for product provided. Okay. Okay, and here's what I mean. If you go to Wendy's, which I happen to love Wendy's. No, I'm even better. Taco Bell, my favorite. Talk, I love Taco Bell. Okay, if you go to Taco Bell, which means, of course, you are a holy person. Yeah. And you go there and you order. I got news for you. You order the number two, the number three. They're not going to give it to you unless you pay them for it. True. You're not going to get one ounce of food and drink unless you give them money for it. They have guaranteed revenue for the product 
given. Dang. Okay, do you see how that works? I, I'm getting it. This is true when you go anywhere in this free market economy, except when you go to these nonprofits, when you go to a church, you may get an incredible inspirational sermon on Sunday morning. Now, by the way, on average, those take about um, 20 hours to create of research. It's incredible. Yeah, and it no, comes, I bet. And it comes from a pastor who spent a lot of years, on average, eight years in getting a very expensive education so they, they could do that. Yeah. And yet, do you have to give them one cent for that lecture? No, you can go for years and not even give anything. You could get, um, look, you could have a wonderful music program that oh. you benefit from that you can even be, your kids could be part of it. They could be learning how, you know, how to use instruments. You could have an incredible youth program that keeps your kids. By the way, youth programs at churches keep kids out of bad things. Yeah. It really does. You could get a, um, there are so many pro you could get counseling, okay? Premarital yeah. counseling. You could get, get most time for free. Yeah, you could get. Oh, it is yeah. free. You could get counseling on any number of issues, and guess what? They are putting out all this product, and they don't have one penny of guaranteed revenue per product given out. So when the when people say, "Hey, let's tax them the exact same way we tax everyone else," I say you're trying to treat churches like everyone else that they aren't. Okay, you can't treat one, you can't tax an organization that is completely different from the organizations that you do tax. Yeah. It's ridiculous. You can't treat them the same because newsflash, they aren't. Don't you tax on the income that you do get? So like every year it kind of does change. Right, yeah, yeah. When the pastor gets income, obviously he pays his income taxes, obviously. Okay, mm. and that's an example. But that's him on his income that he makes, he pays he pays his taxes. Gotcha. But if you try to tax churches exactly like you would any other business, gotcha. you're saying even though you don't have any guaranteed revenue for the product that goes out the door, I'm going to tax you exactly the same as Taco Bell. Yeah. It's not fair. It's not right. And it shouldn't be threatened because you don't believe in, I don't know, a definition of marriage or some other issue. All right. You've okay. convinced me. All right. Wayne is in Castle Rock. Oh, uh, shall we go to break first? Tell you what. Okay, tell you what, Wayne, hang on through the break. We'll be right back. And sorry about that. Up next is Geno's Auto. They have an A-plus rating with Better Business Bureau, awarded the Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Award. If you want the best of if you want the best of the best working on your car, call Geno's. That's Geno's with a J at 303-794-6700, or you can find them at genosautoservice.com. Geno's Auto Service in Littleton is the place for all of your car care and vehicle maintenance needs. For over 39 years, Geno's has been serving customers along the front range. It won't be long before the cold weather returns, and now is a good time to make sure your vehicles are serviced and in good condition for fall. Geno's will prepare your car with a belt and hose check for cracks and make sure your fluid levels are correct. How long has it been since you've had your oil changed? Geno's can check to see that your heater is working properly. Remember that any maintenance or repair work on your vehicle comes with a NAPA Peace of Mind warranty, covering parts and labor for 36 months or 36,000 miles. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. Geno's is AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Don't forget to check out all of Geno's Google reviews. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Living with your family in a multi-generational house makes sense until it doesn't. 
Talk to Catherine and Robin at K&R Home Transitions before making this kind of commitment. The problems can sneak up on you. Expenses are high. Health issues can come up for you or your loved ones. And overall inflation just makes everything so much worse. Catherine and Robin can help you avoid these potential issues. They help you consider the risks of including your family in a real estate deal before you get locked into a living situation that can deplete your valuable resources like your time, energy, and money. Be informed when considering multi-generational housing with Catherine and Robin from K&R Home Transitions. Be positive that combined housing is the right move by calling them now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or leave them a detailed message by using the contact form at klzradio.com slash home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. What you feed your skin matters. Botanical Rush is clean, professional skincare that only uses pure ingredients to restore and protect the skin. Your skin absorbs the products you put on it, so when you're using something every day, you better know what the ingredients are. Botanical Rush professional formulas are not just pure and potent, they are affordable. With regular use, these beautiful botanical formulas support collagen production, skin's precious moisture barrier, and reduce hyperpigmentation. Myra Mesco, the founder of Botanical Rush, holds every Every ingredient accountable to meet or exceed her high standards. Botanical Rush is non-toxic skincare, free of chemicals, estrogen mimickers, or artificial fragrances that hinder the skin's radiance. Discuss your skincare needs with Myra and set up a consultation at klzradio.com beauty or email info at botanicalrush.com and use the exclusive code JOHN15 for a 15% discount on first-time orders. That's botanicalrush.com code JOHN15. Listen online, klzradio.com. Back to Rush to Reason. And welcome back to Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. Andy Pate filling in for John Rush along with Shemaine Navarro. Wayne from Castle Rock is on the line. Wayne, what's up? Yeah, how you do, how you doing, Andy? Doing well, sir. Well, good. You're doing better because uh, you live in Castle Rock. I don't. <laughs> yeah, well, you can change that if you would like to. Oh, pricey. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wanted to say something. I, I think that there's a there's a problem with your thinking on the differences between taxation, between charitable organizations and churches and everybody else. Go ahead. I think everybody should be ta- I think everybody should be taxed the same. Now, don't interrupt me because I my thought is not complete yet. <laughs> I, I think wasn't. everybody should Go be ahead. taxed. Ex- everybody should be taxed the same way that churches are taxed right now. Interesting. Okay. <clears throat> and frankly, I, I think that income taxation is a scourge of our society. And there's other ways to run the company, country. Oh, amen. And we are, we are punishing work, and nobody should be taxed on their income. Yeah, I'm, I'm for that. I'm, I'm for a yeah. Uh, yeah, consumption Taxation take. is theft, right? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Well, you know, and there's no, a reason I'm Texas a, and Florida a, do so well. Go ahead. Well, I'm I'm a libertarian, and I don't believe that income taxation is right. Okay. And you know, some some libertarians will take it to another extent. Well, they say that no taxation is right, but I understand we have to have money to run the country, so we have to have some taxation. But income taxation is the worst possible form of taxation because it punishes work and creates an underground market which 
frankly, the IRS only collects about two-thirds of what it should uh, because everybody's underground. Right. And if there's no income taxation, the cheating goes away, and there's other ways to fund things. Okay, know, but Wayne, Wayne, a- really quick, because we got to run to Doug here in a moment, so I do have to jump in for a second. We have to keep in mind, though, churches are putting out a tremendous amount of product, and they... I'm, I'm just going to be honest here. They do get, not get nearly the revenue for product given that you would see with, say, psychologists, that you would see with a lot of other, you know, people who put on seminars, right, to compare it oh, to sure, the sure. sermons. And the people, sure. so to, to tax them in the exact same way, I'm not going to agree with that. Go ahead. I'll give you, you got 20 seconds. Sorry, but we got to go to Doug. I I think you stepped aside from my point. My point was that nobody should be taxed on income. On that, I agree. So if you want to realign the entire system that way, then I'm with you. Down. Well, you know, that's an interesting concept, and I think it should be pursued. There's been some discussion of it, but it's been mostly tabled because uh, mostly the Republicans and Democrats both believe in the progressive tax system. And um, they're all. I do not. The Democrats are also against. The, I know, and, but also the Democrats are very much against any type of tax break. Okay, thanks, Wayne. Okay, uh, Doug in Alt is up next. Go ahead, Doug. You got one minute. Hi. Uh, largely dittos on the previous caller. Um, I think it should go back to the states having to fund the federal government, and the federal government should have zero contact or authority over the individual. Works for me. Uh, but why did I call back? Um, <laughs> <laughs> because we are wonderful well, people here. Oh, the, it's our the, charm. Uh, the, the taxation of churches, um, that got going back in the day. The Catholic and, and Protestant churches created our educational system, our uh, right. health care system, and got all that going. All the charity went through them. That just became part of another uh, another method for tearing down churches and establishing government as God. Yeah, I and understand so how it got founded, Doug, but the simple fact it still remains they're not getting guaranteed revenue for anything they put out. And so to tax them oh, the same as a business, to me, doesn't seem to work. Absolutely. Uh, that gets back to the previous caller. We shouldn't be taxed at all as individual organizations uh, by the government or the state. I'm all for that. Way to go, Doug. All right. Take care. Okay, folks, that is it for our number two and our number three. We're going to talk about Save Colorado Project. We also have Ed on the line. Thanks for holding over the break, Ed. We'll talk to you first when we get there. And Save Colorado Project is about making the, is making the rounds online. It's a very big issue. Then we're going to have Jersey Joe. So get ready. We'll see you in a few minutes here on Rush to Reason, KLZ 560.